You are listening to a podcast from WSUM. Catch UCM Exceptional live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. on 91.7 FM Madison. Hello, Madison, and welcome to UCM Exceptional, an interview show that you are currently listening to on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. Each week on this show, we will have a guest on to get to know them and their story. I am your host, Oliver Gearhars. This is my co-host, Chip Blossom. And today, our guest is... Sholly Pittman. Hey. You know, before we get started... The opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. All right, I'd like to start with a very important question. <laughs> Where are you from? Hey, Oliver. Hey, Jeb. Thank you so much for, for having me on your show. Uh, I'm from a couple different places, so even that question I can't totally answer. But the short answer is 40 minutes outside of Madison and Fort Atkinson. What do you mean a couple different places? <laughs> <laughs> we moved around a lot. So I was actually born in uh, uh, Leadville, Colorado. It's the uh, highest unincorporated or maybe incorporated uh, town in the United States. It's two miles high. Oh, wow. So way up there in the mountains. So when you're, where are you from? Like that's, um, that's a hard question sometimes, right? Like where are you from? I'm pretty firmly from Chicago, okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty unambiguous. <laughs> When you said highest, I was waiting for you to say high. I was going to say like highest rate, and then I was like, oh no, altitude. Well, you know, they've changed some laws recently, so I'm sure it's <laughs> multiple different ways. But uh, when I was there in the 90s, it was, um, you know, the, the highest elevation. All right, so how did you end up in Madison? Yeah, well, as I said, Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin is about 40 miles outside, or 40 minutes outside of Madison. Have you ever been there driven probably not but uh, shout no. out to you know <laughs> so, south central kind of wisconsin um and i went to uw madison here and i won't tell you which year and uh yeah and then i i never left i thought i might move from madison when i graduated and then i did not which turns out is a pretty typical madison experience so so i'm here and i'm happy so yeah so when you were at Madison, you were the manager of our student radio, the station manager. I was. How did you find an interest in radio? Well, yeah. I mean, I've always been drawn to radio and audio. And um, I remember, you know, listening even when I was, uh, you know, in high school and growing up. Uh, my dad would listen to the radio a lot. My parents, uh, both of them really would listen. Um and I was never one of those folks who was like, hey, like, why are we listening to NPR? Like, turn it off. I really enjoyed it. And so, um, you know, I, I listened a lot. It was a way to keep me connected at kind of outside a rather small town of 14,000 people. Um, and I pretty much jumped at it when at radio when I got to college um, for a semester. It sounds like you're doing kind of the same thing yeah, pretty uh, much. yeah and so I you know I got involved for a semester here um, it's funny to be back in this studio uh, because I remember doing trainings in leading being trained and then a year or two later like leading trainings in here um, so it's definitely a blast from the past but um, in any case I Started at um, WSUM as a, a music show DJ. Uh, it's embarrassing that I did a late night hip hop show uh, and then proceeded to do many other different types of music. 
Uh, I did our, and then I was hired as our live band um, director. I don't know, do you guys have a, a student tech director now? We've got an assistant tech director. Yeah, assistant tech director. That's what it was, yeah. And so um, I knew nothing about soundboards beyond just kind of running the one, the basic one that DJs uh, do. And that was a learning experience. And I, a massive thank you to Laura Gutkinect, who is now the former engineer uh, here at WSUM and also a former engineer uh, operator at WORT, where I work now. And she, um, she was like, you can do this. You can learn this. Let me show you. And so she was probably my first mentor in radio. So you started your freshman year, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. So I, I don't know. I'm so curious as to how it's changed. <laughs> what was the training like? How WSUM has changed? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've wandered around a little bit. Sounds like you guys are doing um, some really cool things. I think uh, a lot. I have, I'm not that far out of college. Um, so, <laughs> you know, like I said, the uh, are, are, so in front of you is the BSI, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that hasn't changed. That kind of gives you, I think the soundboards look roughly similar. Um, you know, the spaces seem roughly similar. Um, I actually went to school here when uh, your general manager, Kelsey, went to school here and so uh she would probably be better able to comment on what's changed on the at least the i mean at the very least you'd have like you've got the point of looking around right now and also memory back then but she's got the whole trajectory yeah (laughs) yeah she knows the past present and future so um yeah but i I, you know i've heard that your it seems to me that your news division is really um doing awesome i think it was maybe not so robust when I was here, which is really encouraging to see and, you know, onward and upward. Um, I were recording on a Friday. I don't know if I should say that, but um, yeah, I should. I should. Yeah, this is pre-recorded. This show is um. pre-recorded. <laughs> um, but when I walked in, it totally brought in uh, memories of, you know, bringing in bands. And I'm sure your assistant tech director had to wait around for them downstairs to load in and then bring all the stuff up. And um, it's clear that that hasn't changed on live at WSUM's. But yeah. um, it's nice to to I I have heard a lot of stories about what WSUM was like when it was on State Street. It used so to be on State Street. Yeah. When yep. Was that? Um, I think sh- shortly after the station was founded, which um, this would be a good time to pull up Wikipedia if I'm being quite honest. But ninety some. Yeah, I think uh, late. I want to say late nineties. Honestly, we we should um, pull that up. But um, in any case, do you know where the towers are? Kind of the Urban Outfitters on State Street. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was in that building, and um, I, I met. A, I got a chance to meet a lot of um, alumni before my time at WSUM, and they did some very interesting things. Um, at that, it sounded like a kind of chaotic and wild time, but also very fun. So, yeah, ninety six was the year. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, the history before that. I was. <laughs> we both go, we both pulled up the Wikipedia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So you said you had a show that was uh, late night hip hop. Yes. Oh, How boy. late? Oh, I don't. Late enough where I remember being afraid to walk home all the way mm. to the 
basically the west side Dejop area that's a long oh, yeah walk. yeah and uh but i did it you know what probably not advisable not great judgment looking back <laughs> um but i do remember that it was called uh the music manifold which shows that i wasn't great at titling things um <laughs> but yeah it was it was fun i invited um you know local uh, rap and hip hop artists in. I got a chance to play a lot of, you know, what I like to listen to. But later on, I did all sorts of, I did a folk show, I did a, a jazz show, an experimental show. It was kind of like different every semester. So that was really fun too. And it's, that's really nice that WSUM gives you that opportunity, right? What's a manifold? <laughs> so manifold, okay, a manifold can be multiple things, but um, when used, in I believe that would be a adjective adverb. This is embarrassing that I can't. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's describing the many types of music, uh, okay. right? So yeah. there, I'll use it in a sentence. There are manifold opportunities here at WSUM, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. M A N I F O L D. Just, <laughs> just so you have it. It's, a, it's it's definitely something that I wouldn't expect to hear outside of the national spelling bee. Uh, well, yeah, that <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. It's just it's an out there it's an out there piece of vocab. Yeah. Well, I was looking for something that was a little bit out it, there. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you know, wordplay. Right. Yeah, that's no. a big part of hip hop and, oh, yeah. and rap. I think so. that's just a big part. A lot of people try and get really creative with their show names. Yeah. Okay. So um, you you have a show, yeah. right, Jeb? What's yeah. the name of your show? Nighttime Jamboree. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty. Yeah. And what kind of music do you play? Uh, I play a lot of Grateful Dead, Billy nice. Joel, just older rock, pretty much. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. My mom was a Deadhead, so oh really? That's she would awesome. have appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. So just to. As to his show is on airs from uh, midnight to 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect during Safe Harbor. That is nice. Yeah. And do you have a music show, Oliver? I do not have a music show. Okay. This is my sole endeavor. Well, not so, <laughs> yeah, sole endeavor at WSU. Yeah, that is true. Mm. So I work with WRT to yeah. make the Cardinal Call, which is sort of a joint venture between that community radio station and the student newspaper, The Daily Cardinal. Mm. Um, and, and you do a great job. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the history of that. How many shows in your time at WRT have you started, started up? How often does that happen? Um, wow. Okay, so that that requires some explanation. Are, are you? Is that okay? Do oh, we of have the time? <laughs> okay. So yes, Oliver does a uh, feature segment for our local news program called the Cardinal Call, um, and that is a roundup of an, an interview with a campus reporter. Uh, that airs once a week for about eight minutes on currently on Tuesdays around, let's say, 6.33. So that's part of our local news program, and it's an hour long. The, the broadcast is live, and I would say that show alone, it airs four times a week, um, 6 to 7, Monday through Thursday. And that program alone has about 70, I want to say, people who work on it, wow. who are a part of that. And that's everyone from uh, co-anchors each week to our engineers, to our feature contributors like yourself, to our reporters, to our headline writers. Like it takes a lot of people to make news happen. 
um, especially news that's handcrafted and that we're not, you know, kind of pumping in from outside sources. So um, that show alone uh, has about 70 people. And I, I think we have added some awesome new segments um, in my time there. The Cardinal Call is one of them. Uh, I'm trying to think of others. We do, we have uh, some arts and culture segments that are new. Um, we have a uh, home improvement style <laughs> uh, feature that I'm really proud of, produced by folks at Madison College. Um, I'm trying to think through our schedule. It's a lot to keep track of, especially um, now that many are bi-weekly, so air every other week. We air one um, called Out of D-Box, which is also a podcast, but... Um, it's conversations about the incarcerated um, with, with people who are currently incarcerated or formerly incarcerated and their families. And we are an excerpt of that. Um, you should check it out. It's a great podcast, great interview show. And um, trying to think there, there are more. So I, I apologize to if, if someone's listening and I, I didn't imagine. list them. But um, I think a different way to look at it. Um, so, so that's a that's a feature segment. Uh, we also have uh, hour-long programs, right, at WORT, and we've added a couple new ones in my time there. But um, maybe we can talk at some point about the differences between WORT community radio and WSUM student radio because there, one major difference is that the the show continuity from year to year uh, is much more present at. W-O-R-T, and so there's not as much turnover uh, in our programming schedule, I would say. When did you start working at W-O-R-T? I'm coming with no straight answers for you today, Oliver. <laughs> I apologize. So um, so W-O-R-T, let's start with what W-O-R-T is maybe, <laughs> right? Um, and I think a lot of uh, folks listening right now probably do know what that is um, because I've, I hear that they flip back and forth between mm. WSM and W-O-R-T. But for those who don't, uh, W-O-R-T 89.9 FM Madison is a community radio station. We're nonprofit and non-commercial. And uh, everyone on air is a volunteer and we have hundreds and hundreds of volunteers thousands if you count folks who are more infrequent or kind of uh, uh, used to be volunteers um and and yeah it's it's an awesome place to work and you know what's really funny is it's just a couple blocks away from the wsum studios uh which are themselves like across the pedestrian walkway from wpr so Kind of little broadcasting nexus right here in downtown Madison. Um, in any case, you had a question, which was? It started with, when did you start working at WRT? When did I start <laughs> working at WRT? Okay, so remember I always said everyone at WART is a volunteer. I started as a volunteer ah. in 2013 when I hmm. was a um, freshman in college, uh, which doesn't seem that long ago. It feels long ago, but it, I, you know. That wasn't terrible. That was 11 years ago. Um, so I started volunteering there in the news department. Um, so you could, one answer could be 11 years. In terms of paid employment, they, we really don't have a lot of staff at WORT. Yeah. We have seven full-time staff members, wow. of which I am one. And we have uh, about six part-time staff members. So if we're counting uh, when I was first paid by WORT, that would be um, 
20, I want to say 17, when I um, produced uh, our midday talk program as a part-time staff member. But I I did a lot of stuff before I was paid, <laughs> yeah. so I kind of say 11 years ago in, in 2013. I mean, you can wow. you can be a pretty involved volunteer there. Yeah, mm. we'll, we'll take you. Um, <laughs> I like to say that y- you know we our model couldn't exist by really adding even one more staff person. I, as person as someone who helps make the budget every year, uh, we see up close and personal how um, you know we're pretty scrappy. But <laughs> I will say um, what I try to my kind of philosophy towards that is that. Um, WORT is a place, just like WSUM, where you get a lot of training and mentorship. And I spend more than half of my time there onboarding, recruiting, and then training uh, folks. Now, Oliver, you picked it up really fast. Not everyone does. Um, but, you know, and you had some background experience. But we will we take anyone. If you, you know, have never used an audio recorder or don't know um, audio editing or you know, uh, folks who struggle sometimes with literacy, right? Like we, we kind of span the, the gamut. So what was it, what was the feeling that you got when you were sort of working through, I guess it wasn't really a transition from student to community radio. It was something that happened for you at the same time. So you kind of. Yeah, I was really, and continue to be really into radio even 10, 11 years ago. Um, I, I actually wanted to do uh, radio in high school, but wasn't able to. Um, the, the the town next door, uh, UW Whitewater, had a has a student radio station, which is I've gotten to tour it since, and it's really cool. I wish I had done that. In any case, um, when I started uh, as a student here at uh, in Madison. Um, I worked at three different radio stations. I did stuff at WSUM. I was an unpaid intern at Wisconsin Public Radio. And or first I worked in the mailroom and I was paid, to be clear, um, <laughs> which was very fun. And then, um, unironically, and then I was, uh, I volunteered at WSUM. So it was a really fun kind of summer is when I really, from freshman to sophomore year. And, um, and then I just continued with all three. And then I was short, shortly became the production director here, and so had really how, sh- how shortly, pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> there were some some issues um, going on, but that was fun. And then I learned a lot about making um, promos and um, that kind of stuff, which is you should totally do in your time here because they'll play them for decades after. I was gonna say we gotta make an audio promo. Yeah. 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 Well, like the for my own show too. The PSAs, oh, those are yeah. so fun. Yeah, um, I still hear uh, when I'm listening to WSM. I still hear ones that I remember either loading or hearing when I was a student. So that's so cool. They wow. will stay on the air. So. You ever play that one about Shaq? Shaq. The Shaq. Drunk Can we hear it? One. Can you pull it up? I. It has music, so it'll have to be cut out from. Several things <laughs> okay. if we do that. But well, you're, how can I how can I compromise this? <laughs> how can I make this work? Uh, can we hear a segment of it? No, I'm a bad influence. That's okay. Mm. <laughs> Why don't you describe it to me? Uh, well, he sort of goes like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Shaq. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
there, there's one. Um, there's there's like the Alec rapper. Baldwin one about saving the manatees. Yes, save the manatees. Yeah. Yes. That one's really <laughs> That one's great. There's one about um, being safe around popcorn. It can burn you. <laughs> apparently. So we're getting all sorts of public service announcements taken care of on the show. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Know people are, Let them know. All the listeners are just learning so much today. Yeah. So at Wart, you are the news, talk, and public affairs director. Yeah, it's a mouthful. It wow. is a it is a series of is it one is it is it one title or is it three titles to you? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> well, it's frequently shortened to news director, but I, I'm a bit of a stickler and I appreciate that you said the whole title because it really <laughs> those three really are distinct. Um, we have news programs, we have talk programs, and we have other public affairs programming. Um, I mean, it's one title, and they're three different, three different things. And um, we, you know, we work as a staff collective, so there's no one person in charge, which is an interesting place, uh, an interesting way to work um, without kind of a hierarchy like that. And um, we all wear many many different hats right uh, after this i have to go finish up um materials for us to maybe get a new mural which is a lot of like oh, designing wow. um, that gonna be? on our exterior i'm kind of i should i shouldn't be be talking about that yet shouldn't but uh, sneak peek Top secret yeah <laughs> by the time the series i'm sure it'll it'll be up <laughs> um but you know i have to go follow up with new volunteers which is kind of recruitment um, aid someone in running the soundboard tonight because our normal volunteer can't do it. So um, it d- it's definitely a, a job where you keep many different things in your head at once. So if I ever don't respond to a text from you, Oliver, that's why I'm not trying <laughs> to ghost you. Okay. <laughs> of course. So when I read public affairs, I didn't. Ass- I didn't put in the word programming. What is public affairs programming? Yeah, I mean, um, this I I consider. Well, first of all, we have a program called a public affair. So that airs from noon to one p.m. every weekday. Um, that's our listener call-in program. Um, I like to call it kind of like our intellectual hour because it's usually like one expert who is invited to go in depth about something that they're working on, either an activist or a city official or you know what, kind of what you're doing here, only live and with call-ins and and a, a broader crew. Um, so that's that's social, cultural, political, artistic, environmental issues, right? Very much public affairs programming, uh, but all, and it's you know somewhat news driven, right? But it's not in itself a, a news show. Um, there is some editorializing, <laughs> but um, do we also do other public affairs programming. For example, over the holidays, um, you know we. We don't run the news show for a solid week or two because just everyone is busy and wants to be with their families, and that's great. Um, so instead, we are specials, and we aired some really fun specials. Um, or fun isn't the right word, but I think we did a great job and really hit it out of the park this year. Uh, we did one about um, flooding about five and a half years later after Madison's very big flood in 2018 um and what's changed since then since that um kind of dominated the mayoral cycle um at that time 
and was the pressing issue for the city. And then once it was cleaned up and we had selected a mayor, everyone sort of forgot about it, at least publicly. I've so never heard of the mayor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there it's was a lot of public flooding. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it was really big, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. And you know what? This is actually something that crops up in Madison all oh, about every 10, 15 years. It happened in the 90s, too. And with climate change, that we're only going and you know increased um, development in the city as the city grows, we're only going to have this happen more frequently. And it could happen while you're a student here, but it's the sort of thing where you don't think about it until it's right in front of you. Um, and I happened to be moving at the time to an oh. area where to the east side where there was a lot of flooding and so nice little basement apartment or <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no uh we were on a little ridge which was very nice but i mean it, it was wild um you should take a look at some of the photos because um and you know that dominated our programming at the time and that's why i kind of remember that as well i did news stories on it um and it wasn't just madison it was south central kind of wisconsin um i had a friend who was also a uw madison student and his name is Jacob and his parents, uh, he's from Mazomini and his parents had to evacuate their house um, quickly by boat because the entire uh -huh. town was flooded. And um, and then they couldn't live in that house because it had so much kind of structural mold. They had to throw out most of what they owned. It was incredibly sad and devastating for a lot of communities. Um, so in any case, in any case, um, that uh, that special that we aired in late December was five and a half years later. What has the city and county done to really prevent the really negative detrimental impacts that we've had? Um, you know, and, and, and what are we doing better, <laughs> basically, right, to mitigate flooding? So that's an example. And that took a lot of work. How long was it? That was an hour long. And, you know, yeah. it was original reporting, and that was put together by our fabulous volunteer, Greg, um, who cool. formerly worked for the EPA in Illinois oh, wow. and has um, kind of a background in a decoding policy. So he was the perfect man for the job. Um, and then, you know, I kind of helped him voice it and put together and produce it for an hour-long program. We also did one about uh, the people we lost in 2023, but from the perspective of um, some state folks, but also local Madisonians. Um, hmm. What else did we do? I've never heard of that localized. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some of the folks highlighted. Like we had, you know, your state figures like Ada Deer. Do you know Ada Deer? She was a really prominent, um, she was a, a, a trailblazer for um, Menominee rights in, in Wisconsin um, and fought a 1950s policy of termination, um, basically removing all rights from Native American tribes so, and uh, nations. So she, she passed away in 2023. And who else did we highlight? Um, at the last minute, the, the fun, or not fun story, but annoying thing about producing that um, special was Herb Cole died the day before it was mm. supposed to air, so we had to rush and add a segment about him. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Cole, it wasn't that <laughs> long. Um, so yeah, yeah, mm. and you can all check out all of those and more at wortfm.org. Mm. Um, so who are your six other council members? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> collective right. members. Yeah. Um, Wirt has a deep uh, commitment to democratic decision making, which um, in a lot of ways is excellent, sometimes can be a little challenging, but that's every workplace. So, okay. Uh, my colleagues are, uh, so some of them work in programming. So we have a music director. We have a production director who does a very similar job to what your production director does at, at WSUM, I'd imagine, putting together promos and um, yeah. directing kind of video and other station audio content, live remotes, live bands, stuff like that. Um, we have uh, uh, IT and facilities director wrapped up into one person. Wow. Uh, he's overworked. Um, <laughs> we love him, though. He's so responsive. Today, he took down a whiteboard for me. I, I very much appreciate it. Um, we have uh, two folks who handle uh, fundraising. So listeners... Listeners compose, listener donors are responsible for 80% of our budget. That's how we're able to keep going. And in a couple of weeks here, we're coming up on a pledge drive and yeah, we need that support. So we have one person who is in charge of individual donations. Uh, so those pledge drives from individual donors plus um, major donors. Um, and then we have another staff member who is kind of responsible for the rest of it, uh, which is very important as well uh, for managing business donations and partnerships in addition to kind of our small federal grant that that we get from the CPB. Um, and then we have a volunteer coordinator. So I think I'm not missing anyone. Um, I work closely with my staff. So we have a uh, assistant news director, talk director, and this year we have a student at UW-Madison, a grad student at UW-Madison Diego, who is a, um, uh, our, let's see if I can get it right, our community access and development fellow, thanks to a program from um, the, the humanities over here on, on your campus, and he's developing a, a pilot program for us for this summer. Yeah, and then the the WRT staff is supervised supervised by a board of directors who aren't paid and volunteer their time to um, keep the station fiscally solvent, make big decisions, administrative decisions, and sort of set the future vision of what the station should be. So it's a big job, and. Um, we have that board of directors, incredibly important, right? We're a nonprofit, non-commercial station, so we have to have one. And um, half of them are WORT volunteers who are elected by the WORT volunteer membership. And then the other half are listener donors who are also uh, put on a ballot and elected by, um, by our membership. So um, you can't see my hands making a giant circle, right? But um, if I if I supervise hundreds of volunteers in my department, right, and then I'm accountable to a board of directors, but that board of directors is elected by the volunteers at WORT, it's kind of a snake eating its own tail mm -hmm. of, like, accountability, which is really cool. It's a cool way to structure it. So, yeah. So you've got a leadership Ouroboros. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Now who has the fancy word? I was, I was just thinking that. Oh, now I got I got to tone down my vocabulary now. No, no that's no great. Is no. getting too verbose. No, crack out those <laughs> dictionaries. That's great. I love it. Now can you spell it? 
A? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's O U R A B O U R O S. Ouroboros. <laughs> I could be wrong. Either way, it's staying in. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, how do you guys raise funds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, so again, that 80%, right, is what drives most of what we're able to do. And uh, most of that are individual donations that aren't large. So $5, you know, during our pledge drive, which is coming up, um, that's a two-week drive, and we have about four um, four pledge drives a year. And it's a lot of work With to put on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, it's a lot of work to put on, but you know what? It's... It, it gets the job done, right? And we really do count on that support um, to, to get us through. Um, we, we have been, fo- fo- our, our, our fundraising, um, one of our fundraising department folks, um, she's really been working hard to, ma- to transition our donors to um, monthly memberships rather than kind of f- donations throughout the year quarterly, which is sort of like trying to pay your rent if you get paid four times a year. Keeps like, things a little more stable. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. So, you know, I like to say that we're the original Patreon, right? <laughs> Before that was a thing. Um, and then you asked how else are we funded too, right? Yeah. Um, so the uh, a lot of stations that are community radio stations. And community is, radio is similar to uh, college radio or public radio, but it is different, right? We own our own license. Um, so there are, there's uh, a national grant called the, or organization called the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and they distribute a good amount of funds to community radio stations and even smaller kind of public stations um, and, and public stations in general. Um, in any case, we get a, a a substantial but proportionally smaller uh, grant from them, about 10%, 12% of our budget, I want to say, uh, which we're very thankful for. And you know what? That's a polit- Funding that program um, is a political football, so that might not be there forever. Um, but it is for now and has been for decades. And, um, and then we have some very generous major donors um, who are excellent. We do get some amount of underwriting from local businesses. We only, um, underwriting is, you're familiar with what underwriting is. We right? play them sometimes. Yeah. What What is time. it? How is it different than advertising? It's when they, I feel like I need to be very, I think, I, I don't want to choose my words this carefully. Hold on. <laughs> well, that's kind of it in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Is that you have to choose your words very carefully because you can't have an inducement to buy yeah. um, or no call to action. action. Exactly. Nice job. You went through <laughs> training. Um, so that that is kind of the big difference. So, um, you know, we, this program is brought to you by WRT's listener sponsors and, you know, whatever local business um but they're great we really appreciate um so the support of the local business community um how else are we funded we do some interesting programs like people can donate their cars and that (laughs) benefits us i'm not clear on the details but it's a cool (laughs) program so (laughs) yeah yeah. when it's not like they're donating a car to me it gets like you turn the car into music (laughs) (laughs) did you see that this summer that happened this summer during um, Make Music Madison. 
uh, not at Wart, but on the east side, there was a, an artist, John Himmelfarb, your, your news director, uh, Hiwan, covered it, where he, um, he turned these giant trucks into musical instruments. It was really cool. Oh, wow. What part of the truck? I think, like, the whole truck. You could, like, drum on the truck or, or play, play piano <laughs> so on the truck. Yeah, cool. you should ask That's Hiwan cool. about it. It was really cool. So, in any case, um, you, cars, cars for Wart, right? That's a thing that I don't know how it works, but I don't have to, so that's okay. <laughs> you said it, and now this makes me, it sounds like a wart, which is gross. <laughs> that's my... That's oh, Y-W-O-R-T is called I, W-O-R-T? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> I, I do have some explanation of that. You, um, officially, if the Federal Communications Commission comes asking, our, our legal ID, uh, not the radio station you're listening to now, but the place where I work... Uh, just so there's no confusion, confusion um, is WORT 89.9 FM Madison. Um, and as you know, um, radio stations, broadcasting stations using the public terrestrial airwaves are given a call sign. And we have call letters. And those call letters are WORT, not WORT. Just as if, um, if you said you're listening to WISM, that doesn't count as that a legal true. ID. Right. So first there's that just call letters versus not. In any case, um, W.O.R.T. Um, we uh, we originally wanted W.A.R.T. Oh, that's you're going to commit to it. Well, <laughs> war, you know, a wart on the on the radio waves, but also like art. Art is a big oh, part of what we do. Community express. We really center community and individual expression and and the artistic community, and so that made sense, but I think that was already taken, and obviously you can't have multiple entities called the same yeah. thing with the same college. So we leaned into WORT, and this and the station was founded in 1975, so this is well before I was alive, just so you know. Um, but this is what I've picked up, um, and WORT was born. There's a joke that uh and we also figured you know wart is actually just a word in general do you know what it means it has a relation to the alcohol industry no no i do know it means word in german oh <laughs> interesting yeah. very cool uh <laughs> do you speak german a little bit oh very cool um but also um it is a part of brewing beer right it's hmm. um i think what happens after you take the hops something like that when you're brewing like an IP I don't know something like that <laughs> I I do have a clip of Alex Trebek saying what is wart um as a as an answer but on Jeopardy in any case um so so that that's part of how we got it we want to be WART I think the thinking was also we are you know the the cute ugly lovely wart on the radio dial that's maybe not supposed to be there and maybe some people wish we weren't right and a very kind of intentional act of defiance um where most of the radio landscape is commercial radio that is owned by monolith and their monoliths and their goal is to make money um and places like public radio college radio community radio exist um for community expression for um training the next generation all these sorts of things that exist outside of these kind of capitalist money money making enterprises right 
And so I think that was a very intentional decision to be called WORT and kind of the founding ethos. I know it sounds big, and keep in mind this was the 1970s, so like hippies. But um, but that is that was intentional. Um, I'll point out that this group of volunteers, this group of people in our community who thought that, hey, I want to hear about my community, uh, could actually get together, file a license, fundraise to get a station on the air. And for the station to last nearly 50 years so far um, is a huge accomplishment. And and so we do kind of have that attitude of like, yeah, we're the wart on the radio dial of, you know, we own our license, right? <laughs> it's a cool thing to wear with pride. That's that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. There's also a joke that it stands for the world's oldest radio trans transmitter, but that's not true. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? Radio's been around for fifty years. <laughs> yeah. When is fifty? When does it turn fifty? Um, next year. Wow. So oh, wow. we were founded in 1975, and so um, 2025 will be our 50th. And we're don't think that we're not aware. We're it's a, a lot of work to think about what we have to do for our 50th and how we want to embrace that. But that's exciting. So I'm excited. Good old semi-centennial anniversary. Yeah, right? Nice. Uh, look at the words coming out today. I love it. But the, UW-Madison just celebrated its uh, 175th. Do you remember yeah. how to pronounce that? It was like Deme, Seme, Septus, Centennial, something like that. Yeah, long word. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's maybe overboard. Maybe we don't need to do that. Yeah, we've actually got a big birthday coming up soon, too. Oh, really? Next, Tell me more. Next week is Sid's 22nd, <gasps> which is notable because it went on the air at 222 on 222 in 2002. And oh now 22 gosh. years later on 222-2024, which is the same amount of twos in the year. <laughs> so it's basically the same. And four is two bu- times two or two plus two or two That's true. to the power of two. So it's really all, it's all, it's all connected. Wow, I didn't know that WSGM and my dad share a birthday. That's oh, no. crazy. February 22nd. Miss your dad's birthday. <laughs> well, congratulations to Sid. That's so exciting. Do, do you know the origin of why, um, Sid, how, how WSUM got the snake on the lake? Well, snake rhymes with lake. Sure. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. I'm pretty sure that that's the most explanation that I got too, or that I can <laughs> oh remember. God. So, uh, I would that was a legitimate question. <laughs> I thought you were gonna explain that. That's so funny. No, I think I know who coined it, um, but I I don't remember exactly how. But in any case, congratulations. Is Sid going to wear a tutu? Because it's tutu. Oh, that's smart. Oh. I'm. I don't know how that lines. It'd be a weird. I, I guess it would just be weird and small for a snake, but I think we could <laughs> arrange it. Or I'd would it just be long? Where is a snake's <laughs> waist at? <laughs> what is a long? That's so antithetical to what a tutu is. Yeah, but like, where is the snake's waist? Yeah. Where do its legs end? That's you know what question. I mean? We're asking the hard questions. All right, so I wanted to ask. We are we are nearing the end of things. Sure. What is uh, the thing that you're most proud to have worked on at WRT? Oh wow! Oh, hit me with the hard question. Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot. We're building a lot of capacity um, in a lot of different areas, from kind of station upgrades, right? Um, everything from our soundboards later this spring 
to just the facilities and kind of a fresh coat of paint, new organization and fast computers and that kind of stuff. Proud of that. Um, Another thing I'm extremely proud of is um, six months after I was hired full time as a news talk and public affairs director, uh, COVID hit. And so I, quite frankly, worked my butt off, right, to make sure that we could continue live programming while keeping our volunteers safe from home. Um, And that was a lot. And our audio quality took a hit, but it's not as bad as it could have been in that regard. And um, we really work to help people record at home, record new content, um, or do a show live from home. Um, and so that was a lot of extra time on my part and pretty much lived at the station for a year or two. We also, um, I, guess, I guess in general, the thing that I'm most proud of um, and the thing that m- makes me come back to work each day is I really love training folks um, who kind of have no background in radio um, and seeing them go from not really knowing at all what they're doing to coming in doing a story or an interview that's so good that is a candidate for awards you know that in a short amount of time in like six months or a year and just seeing people grow at the station um, that gives me a lot, or when someone kind of has an epiphany, right, that I've, you know, I'm like, well, maybe you could try it this way, and they kind of go, wow, um, that, that is a great feeling, and so, there are a lot of different things, (laughs) 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 um, but in any case, I really want to thank you for, for inviting me to come here, it's, it's really cool to see, um, the WSUM space again. So that would have been an awesome question to end on, but I thought of another one. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, so uh, do you ever wish your office had a window? Oh, my <laughs> it's God. It's in the basement. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. That is a great question. Um, all the time, for those who don't know, I, li- I work in a basement, and I also work <laughs> in a very small basement with room with three other people in it. Um, so, yes, space is always an issue at Wart. Um would love to have a window. I've thought about like painting one because I painted that office that I redid it when I got the job. It's very nice in there. Thank you. It's we set the vibes or at least try to. Uh, I thought about painting like a fake window <laughs> scene. That feels desperate. Yeah, and then I was like, that would just make me sad. So that's definitely <laughs> put some palm trees out there. Yeah, the previous <laughs> news director she had plants in there. Um, she had a very intense grow light though, oh. um, and it. I remember working in that office in a in a different capacity and thought it was a little bit much. So, um, <laughs> yeah, th- no, we that's a rough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I definitely took that down, but no more snake plants. But <laughs> you know, but th- you know what? Uh, things like this give me the chance to get out of the get out of the basement and out of the the rut of things and and see the sunshine for a change. All right. Well, I think that's about it, unless you've got anything else. No, I just thank you for for asking me. I hope this wasn't too boring for folks to listen to, to my life story. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's really great to to see um, to see you doing radio here and in, in this production studio. And yeah, just thanks so much for inviting me. All right. Well, before we go, I do love to say the line. <laughs> Jolly, you seem exceptional. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
As a reminder, you can find all the old installments of this show at WSUM.org under the podcast tab. Goodbye for now, Madison. We will be back at the same time next week.